Welcome to the Wealthsteading Podcast. This is episode 361. Today is March 23rd, 2022. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, I hope you enjoyed my birthday episode as much as I did. I know some people don't appreciate my sarcasm or exactly get my humor. And those of you that are millennials may have struggled with some of the names and events that I mentioned. But hopefully you got the gist of it. The point of that whole episode was to show that, yeah, things are bad now. Guess what? They've always been bad. There were never any good old days. That's a myth, just like the petrodollar. Times are always tough. Times are always challenging. The future's always uncertain. You know, people just need to grow up and play the hand that they're dealt. And hey, if you liked yesterday's episode, then mark your calendar for April 1st, because I got a premiere coming out that may turn into an annual episode event. As far as today's episode, just want to do a real quick one about the concern over uh, consumer demand destruction, primarily being caused by rising gas prices. I want to address that. And then just as far as the market, hey, it was down today. It was up yesterday. This is no different than what we've seen for the last four weeks really over the last three months. And what should give you some solace is that even though oil was well above anything I would have thought we would have hit, you know, prior to Ukraine, I mean, we were looking at oil being range bound where maybe it was going to hold 70 to $90. You know, here it is at these levels. This is not because of the Federal Reserve. It's not because of inflation. It's like I talked about one of those previous episodes. These higher oil prices are exactly that. They're higher prices. The Federal Reserve didn't necessarily cause these. The Federal Reserve isn't necessarily going to be able to fix them. Um, the problem that we have right now will eventually be worked out. I might do an episode later on about why I think it's likely to at least stay stable. And you know, the big reason why I'm not concerned in all this is I do think, although it's at high levels, it's not going to two or three hundred dollars a barrel. I don't think we're going to totally, you know, cut off five or ten percent of the of the global supply of oil. Uh, but in any case, the bottom line is the range for oil right now should be in the 70 to 90 dollar range. It's significantly higher than that. And guess what? S&P 500 is really only down by about what six, six and a half percent from its record highs. And that's at the same time when there is all this other inflation. It's at the same time when there's this war going on in the middle of Europe. It's at the same time when Federal Reserve is raising interest rates. So, I mean, all these things are going on and interest rates are going up. Uh, interest rate is 2.35% for the 10-year Treasury. That's pretty much the midpoint of where it probably should be over the last decade. But we just got there really quickly and guess what? S&P still only down maybe 6.5%. So I'm an optimist. I'm a cynical optimist, but I am an optimist. And I look at it and say, with all the problems in the world, it's kind of amazing that the S&P 500 is still holding pretty steady right now at you know well above 4,400. That's good news, not bad news. Now, as far as the specific message of today's podcast Listen, is all this higher gasoline prices going to destroy consumer demand? Well, yes, it is. And I know I made a YouTube video about I don't care about gas prices or some people don't care about gas prices. Well, that's true. I don't. Some people don't. That doesn't mean it's not going to have any impact on the economy. 
But that's also why I've put out other information showing that housing prices aren't as unaffordable as people seem to think they are. And it's if you really drill down and you look at how much money people are making and what they're actually paying for things, even with gasoline, we are actually paying less for gasoline now than we were in some of the distant past. But yes, rising gasoline prices does hamper the economy. And again, that's why I did an episode just a little bit ago about What's the valuation of the dollar and inflation caused by the Federal Reserve and all their money printing and all their quantitative easing? That's one kind of inflation. But that's totally different from when supply and demand are out of balance, like we see with lumber prices or gasoline or many, many of these other things, car prices, you know, even new homes. Everybody's saying, oh, home prices have exploded up 30-some percent in the last 12 months. Yeah, but look at home prices over the last 14 years. Over the long term, they've gone up a reasonable amount. Yeah, they skyrocketed over the last couple years, especially in the last year. But look how depressed home prices have been since they peaked in like 2007 or 2006. A big reason why home prices are skyrocketing right now is the home construction industry has just shrunk. We are short right now somewhere about five to six million housing units. The houses just aren't available there for them. They haven't been built. That can't get solved overnight, but it will get solved over time. Same thing with cars. Early part of COVID and even before COVID, they were worried that consumer spending was going down. So the car manufacturers started to reduce their production. We got into COVID. They totally cut their forecasts. In a lot of cases, you know, for weeks, shut down their production. They canceled all their orders for parts and supplies and raw materials. And then when that demand came back really quick, the system was bottlenecked. But that doesn't mean that the economy is totally falling apart. And it doesn't mean that these companies are losing all their profitability because they do have pricing power. If you're producing a product, whether it's a car or a home or a widget or a service, if you're producing that product and you're in one of these categories where there's a whole lot more demand than there is supply, you can cut way back on your advertising budget and on your sales force and all the money that you would normally spend to acquire new customers. I mean, are you getting coupons in the mail every day for discounts at, uh, you know, Costco or um, Kohl's or wherever the heck they're always, uh, you know, JCPenney's used to send out, you know, 40% sales this week only type stuff. You're not getting those brochures anymore because no one is discounting anything. And that saves a lot of money. They don't have to discount the price. Plus, they don't have to have that whole sales and marketing structure to acquire the clients. So the higher prices are causing less units to be sold, but the units that are being sold are being sold at higher profit margins. That's essentially why I'm not worried about the economy, and that's for now. Again, if, if there's nuclear weapons used in Ukraine, yeah, my attitude's going to change. And as far as the fact of demand destruction from consumer products, yeah, that will occur. People have to use energy to get where they're going, and so they have to pay that price, and they will cut back in other areas. But they won't cut back in every area. And again, I'm still very optimistic about the overall reopening trade because there are enough people with money that want to travel. And money is the other side of this equation. During COVID, there's been a great deal of wealth built up on people's balance sheets, and that wealth has an impact. 
The more money you have, the more resilient you are to rising prices. And a lot of that wealth that's been acquired in the last two years has come from home appreciation and from investments in you know, retirement funds and stock market investments. This is why you're starting to see the banking industry, which for the last you know, many years has been making a lot of revenue on refinancing loans. Well, now they're starting to shift gears with rising interest rates. People have missed the opportunity to refinance if they haven't done it right now. And so what banks are trying to charge fees for is on cashing out, you know, which is the, the home equity loans. And you're going to see more and more advertisements for banks telling you, hey, look at all this equity in your home. You need to tap it. You want to buy a new car? You want to go on vacation? You want to buy a boat? No problem. Tap into that equity in your home. That's how the banks make fees. They're going to promote that. And we're at a point right now where unless you've just recently bought your home, then the chances that you have equity in it are better than they've been in the last 15 or 20 years. So yes, there are rising prices. Yes, specifically gasoline prices are going to dampen things down. But at the same time, there's still a great wealth effect and you should never underestimate the consumption of the average American citizen because as long as they have a dollar in their pocket, you can count on them to spend a dollar fifty. Well, hey, as always, until the next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.